What's going on? A to Z Sports, Austin Stanley, Austin Huff, and Jack Gentry live for day two of the NFL draft. Last night was absolutely insane with the Titans trading away. Uh, A.J. Brown, the superstar wide receiver to the Philadelphia Eagles, has been the talk of everything. And then the drafting of Traylon Burks uh, as well. Traylon Burks had his opening press con- introductory press conference with the Titans uh, just a- about an hour and a half ago over at St. Thomas Sports Park, the new and improved St. Thomas Sports Park that uh, I uh, went into the- for the first time uh, this evening. But there is some Ooh. new information coming from the Titans side of things on this A.J. Brown uh, conversation. And uh, guys, it's something that I did not think was going to be public information until much later, but it's out already. And so we're going to talk about this. Uh, But Jack, uh, let's get everybody to do what they have to do before uh, we start every show, every live stream. We always have to get the people uh, to do a job for us. Uh, So let's get this thing rocking and rolling here, Jack. That's right. Welcome back in day two of the NFL draft. Can it get any crazier than it did last night? I'm not so sure, but we're going (laughs) to find out soon. So if you're watching on Facebook, make sure you share the show, share it to groups, share it to your friends, share it to your timeline. We want as many people in here watching this unfold uh, as we possibly can. If you're watching on Twitter, retweet the show there. YouTube, make sure those notifications are turned on so you get an update every time that A to Z Sports goes live. If you're watching on Twitch, text a friend. Hey, get on Twitch. A to Z is going live. We're going to be watching the draft together. We're going to be reacting at the same time. We want to hear from all of you guys. You guys help make the show what it is. So share the show. Bring everybody in. Let's grow this conversation. Let's have some fun on day two of draft night. Let's make it a Friday night party. Uh, Huff, how how are things going? You you host a uh, country music morning show in Chicago. Yes. It starts earlier than the morning show in Nashville. How are you feeling? I'm going to wait for more people to get in here yeah. before we talk about the new thing, uh, the new information about the AJ Brown trade. But how are you feeling after a late night, early morning, quick turnaround? Right. So yeah. So we we got off probably around like ten thirty, ten forty five local time, and uh, I. I, I wanted to go right to bed because I obviously the 4 a.m. wake up call, but I couldn't. Obviously, I had to see all of the uh, the the tweets from AJ that soon became deleted tweets. Uh, you know, AJ's Twitter is more like a Snapchat in the sense that you got to catch them while they're up or else they're going to be gone for good. And uh, and so I was that was keeping me entertained and keeping me awake. And then I wake up and I go to work this morning. And today just so happened to be the final day of our producer, our producers, his last day on the show. Mm. And that was emotionally tough. So I have, it's just been an um, emotional wrecking ball. I also saw that Ellen taped her final episode today. Like it's just been, I've been an emotional wreck uh, for the last 24 hours and I, I'm ready to be hurt again tonight, basically. Well, I think, uh, you know, the Titans have three picks tonight, uh, 35 overall. That should be about, you know, just, a, a, you know, maybe 30 minutes away or less than that. Also pick 69 they got from the Jets and pick nice. 90 uh, was the original third round pick. So uh, there is new information about the A.J. Brown trade, and we're going to dive into that here in just a second. But our A to Z Sports NFL Titans draft reaction special brought to you by uh, a few sponsors, a few great sponsors, a moment's peace salon and day spa, a moment's peace.com slash mom. That's all it takes a moment's peace.com slash mom to win mother's day. Hello fresh. Here it is. It's pretty easy. You go to hellofresh.com slash ATOZ 16 and use code ATOZ 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. The Bourbon and Beyond and Louder Than Life Festivals, both in Louisville in September. Bourbon and Beyond is the world's largest bourbon and music festival. They've got Jack White, Kings of Leon, Pearl Jam, uh, and a lot more. The Louder Than Life Festival has Nine Inch Nails, Slipknot, Kiss, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and 80 plus more. Uh, So we are giving away VIP passes to both of those uh, this weekend. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, Matt says, I'm reading that AJ Brown demanded a trade. So this is new information that was learned by a group of Titans media just about an hour ago after Traylon Burks, Traylon Burks, by the way, Traylon Burks had his introductory press conference with the Tennessee Titans. And so this, the Titans side of this story guys, and this is based off of Teron Davenport of ESPN.com who reported this morning after talking to AJ Brown last night. A.J. Brown told Teron Davenport uh, of ESPN.com that the Titans offered him $16 million per year 
uh, with incentives that could drive that up to 20 million per year. And then AJ would have stayed in Nashville at $22 million a year. The Eagles are paying him $25 million a year with $57 million guaranteed over the four seasons of the contract extension. So from what we've learned, that is not correct from the Titans side of things. The Tennessee Titans believe that is AJ Brown not being honest to Teron Davenport last night. And we talked about this this morning, Jack, that we buy or sell what AJ Brown told Teron Davenport. Well, we should all absolutely sell this because this is what the Titans media has learned over the last hour or so. And I'm going to read from John Glennon's tweet because uh, a lot of the guys had the same type of tweet, but John Glennon, tweeted in the interest of two sides of the story indications are that AJ wanted out from the Titans that he stopped communicating with the team weeks ago, about three weeks ago. And that he was asking for even more than what the Eagles gave him at $25 million a year. In fact, the term 80 million guaranteed was thrown around by AJ Brown's reps who said, uh, and who said he would not be touching the grass during the off season until a new deal was done. So, what that means, A.J. Brown was asking for $80 million guaranteed, which is absolutely absurd, and then asked for a trade three weeks ago and stopped talking to the Tennessee Titans. And John Robinson, if you've watched anything that John Robinson has done over the last 24 hours, he looks sick to his stomach. Mike Vrabel looks sick to his stomach because they did not want to trade A.J. Brown but in fact, they had to trade AJ Brown. So that is the Titans side of the story. Uh, I'll let you guys uh, react to that, Huff. I'll, I'll kind of let you go first on reacting to that new information from AJ Brown side or from the Titans side. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this changes my opinion on a lot of things. It changes, like I, I kind of get it now. It's it 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 seems to me like the Titans kind of went into this whole situation with like one hand tied behind their back, and I like if you're, if, if a guy stops communicating with you and you brought up a great point last night on, on our live, uh, live mm -hmm. draft special, Austin, like it was the fact that he's even coming to the table, like in April when he still has a year left on his deal that spoke volumes. Now, granted, I, I blame the Jaguars and Christian Kirk for all of this, for all of the, like the first domino to fall to sure. get this whole thing started. But then the fact that he asked for an astronomical, price tag an astronomical number and then doesn't and then just like kind of goes silent you know leads the titans on read for for three weeks and then goes on like that tells me okay like i guess aj did not want to be here and if aj doesn't want to be here there's really nothing you can do and if you can't afford the kind of crazy numbers he can't like he's asking for then you can't afford it and you got to move on and so the titans tried to get something out of it they got a i wish they would have gotten a little bit more but they got something out of them. And now it's like, okay, now it's the trailing Burke show. Now, now let's see what he can do. And we have to kind of come to terms with it. And does it suck? Yes. I, I wish AJ Brown was still a Titan, but with this new information, it's like, okay, AJ, and I'm not going to fault AJ for get, wanting to get paid. I I'm, I'm always been in the camp. Players need to get paid. If, if a player can get paid good for him, they have short careers, get as much money as you can get. And if the Titans can't afford it and someone can, good for you, AJ. Good for you. You're not a Titan anymore. I don't care about you anymore. I, like, go on and, and good luck. Godspeed. And I, I think the Titans look better today than they did, what, 12 hours ago. Without a doubt. 100% agree with you. And the thing is, AJ Brown, it, it felt like he walked away from the table after feeling disrespected by the Titans' offer. But then AJ Brown comes in and asks for north of $25 million. The Titans are willing to do 20. I I'm sure that over the next few months, they could have moved some money around, figured to get to that 22 number, if just given some time. It do, you're right. It does make John, John Robinson and the Titans look pretty innocent on this. A.J. Brown tweeted, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It sounds like it was, it was driven by his side of things. Like the Titans did not want this to happen. A.J. Brown's side wanted the money. The Titans, you know, they said, hey, let's settle in the middle. He was like, nope, I want $80 million guaranteed, which by the way, for a guy who hasn't played a full season since his rookie year, ridiculous. I, I mean, that's a ton yeah. of money for a guy like that. And what he did. It's a ton of money for anybody. 
any, yeah. any it's kind of money. It's more guaranteed any money than any other. Like, yeah, Ty, Tyreek Hill didn't get that much. What, 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 like, 72? Mean, well, what yeah, he yeah. did, what he did by asking for that much money is he said it without saying it. He demanded a trade without really demanding a trade. He knew the time. No, he demanded like uh, the Titans. Yeah, yeah. But the he Titans knew the Titans would never be able to meet three that weeks number. ago. Three weeks ago, the Titans are saying that he demanded a trade and shut down communication. And this is not what the Titans wanted to do whatsoever, but it's something that they absolutely had to do. So again, going over uh, the new information about the AJ Brown trade at the second day of the NFL draft is officially underway. Tampa Bay on the clock. Their pick is in. We'll continue to update that. The Titans currently uh, uh, ready to pick in just two picks from now at 35 overall, but the Titans side of the story, AJ Brown and his team uh, demanding $80 million guaranteed and that he would not, quote, touch grass, end quote, until a new deal was done this offseason. So that goes into everybody was saying that A.J. Brown uh, could be franchised for two more years um, and that or, or whatever, that they had three more years of control. It didn't matter. A.J. Brown was not going to show up without a new deal. And I don't deny, I don't blame A.J. Brown for not showing up for a new deal there. But Jack, I, I want to talk about something because I mentioned this on our morning show this morning and see if you kind of remember what I was saying. I feel like this is Tory Dandy puppeteering and manipulating AJ Brown. Yeah, freaking Tory Dandy. And um, but I am dead serious with this. Tory Dandy is now the is the agent of Debo Samuel and AJ Brown. And both of them are following the same playbook of what's happened with these negotiations with the Niners and with the Titans. I think we all know AJ Brown is an emotional human being, which is a great thing. And sometimes can be a a double-edged sword. And I honestly believe this. I believe the agent Tory Dandy started to manipulate how AJ felt about the Titans by floating out BS on social media to get Titans fans and Twitter all riled up knowing AJ Brown was going to read all of it and then react in a way that was not reasonable. I don't think AJ Brown was acting reasonable whatsoever. And, and and honestly, I I feel like, and I said this this morning, Jack, you can back me up on that before learning what the Titan side of the story was. It's that famous Nick, Nick Saban saying, right? Play with emotion. Don't be emotional. Same goes with contract negotiations, right? You can negotiate with some emotion, but don't be emotional in negotiations. A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, you're right. They're both under 25 years old. They're they're still young. I mean, obviously, the the immaturity issues were kind of covered up by his production on the field when he was healthy in Tennessee. You're right, though. This does feel like it kind of came out of nowhere, and it happened so fast that there's really nobody else to blame besides Dandy. He got AJ's ear. He told him how great he was. AJ bought every bit of it. And now he's going to be fat and happy in Philadelphia um, with all this money guaranteed, $100 million coming soon. And uh, it makes really makes me wonder what AJ Brown has to play for. I mean, he was playing on a rookie deal. He was he was racking up yards, win healthy again. Um, but now he's in Philadelphia, fat and happy with Jalen Hurts. Who knows how long he's going to be there. It, it really does, since it happened so quickly, feel like this was agent-driven. But that, right, like, isn't real, that an agent? Real quick, yeah, yeah. Go uh, ahead. The, the Titans are on the clock right now, so we do want to make sure we prepare for this. The Titans are on the clock. Green Bay's pick is in. So the Titans officially on the clock at thirty-five overall. Uh, so I, I want to know this: what's the pick here, right? Because we have to shift gears real quick because the Titans are about to draft a thirty-fifth overall player, which is you know a pretty damn high pick uh, here. So what is the pick here? What do you guys want the Titans to do? Is this a quarterback? Because we haven't talked about Ryan Tannehill yet, and now he hasn't texted his new teammate, Traylon Burks. So, Traylon Burks, thank you. That's going to take some time. But what do the Titans do here, okay? But first, uh, let me tell you guys all about a great sponsor of our draft coverage, and that is HelloFresh. HelloFresh is where to go. HelloFresh.com slash ATOZ16 and use our code ATOZ16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. I've used HelloFresh in the past. It really is easy. Their app is easy to use. It's fresh food. It's healthy food. It's right portioned. It'll help you learn how to cook a little bit and include and help you uh, build on those skills. 
and they've got meal plans for everybody. They got options if you don't want to be as healthy or if you want to really go healthy. They got options for everybody, 50 options per week to be in fact at HelloFresh.com slash ATOZ with code ATOZ for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Uh, thank you to HelloFresh for sponsoring our, our draft coverage. So, Jack, I'll send you the, to the uh, comment section. What are the people saying they want uh, at pit 35 right here? Uh, we got Pickens or Raymond from Kenneth. QB, says Theron. Um, we got QB, please, from David Lee. A lot of QB guys, desperate, desperate fans after what happened last night. Jeremy says Raymond or McBride, best offensive lineman available, says Billy. Um, MB thinks it's got to be a wide receiver, but Green Bay's probably taking one well, here. Green Bay just took Christian Watson, uh, wide receiver from North Dakota board. State. Yeah. Receiver, wide receiver or OL. Ritter. Um, that, that's, that's what we're getting so far. We've got a receiver. Raymond or McBride again popping up. Better be Willis. No one, no one thought Willis was falling this far. Take him while you can. Uh, so a lot of QB buzz from the chat right now. It's it's going to be interesting. You know, the Titans really have three positions they've got to figure out at some point in the draft on offense. That's wide receiver, offensive line, and tight end. They've got to find one of each of those guys, at least one of each of those guys. Now, the quarterback situation is going to be weird. They visited with Malik Willis. We know that. They visited with Sam Howell. Do you take one right here with still a pretty talented board, uh, you, know, you know, up for grabs? Uh, there, there's plenty of talent still remaining in this draft. Off, what do you think? Well, I'm seeing. I, I, I do you want me to tell it. you what I was yeah. going to think? I, well, I yeah, I want to see because the, yeah, I want to know what, you what I wanted. What I what I want is a a wide receiver or a or an offensive lineman here. Um, because I I think uh, I forget which one of you last night made a great point with the when it comes to in terms of quarterback. Like Tannehill's your guy next year, whether you get a quarterback or not. Like he's he's going to be starting. He just gives you getting a quarterback would just give you a better backup option. Give me if you want a quarterback next year's the year to get the quarterback next year's the, the year to get the quarterback. So give me a wide receiver, someone who can make an impact this season, wide receiver and offensive lineman. And those are your, your two biggest needs right now. Yeah, uh, I more agree. So I, than quarterback. I think drafting a, a quarterback would be a waste of a pick here. So right. The pick is in. And a lot of you guys already have seen this because uh, the Twitter is so much faster than the actual broadcast. They have to pick, they have to fix that. Uh, but the Titans have selected, Auburn cornerback Roger McCreary, uh, who was a senior, uh, they pick him 35th overall. He's 5'11, 190 pounds. I mean, and it's what finally being announced here on the TV. I don't know what uh, to think about going cornerback at 35 overall, but that is the pick as uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson is doing his best Nick Westbrook Akine impression right. on the TV right now. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, Thank you for you giving know, him his that love. Was, that was for the uh, Tighten Up podcast. That, Hell that yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Got cornerback. Cornerback at 35 overall. How I, do you feel about this? You know how we said, like, I'm prepared for anything tonight? <laughs> I Not this. I lied, I guess. I lied. I was not prepared for this. I don't, I don't get it. And this must be, this has to be a best available thing, which I get when, when you, when there's a best available guy that drops to a, your spot, you take him, whether you need that position or not. I get that. You, you just get talent. You get talent on your roster, but I didn't think Roger McCreary was the, like the, the like name. I didn't think like that was like a must get at, at, at this pick, especially like, I, especially when you have other holes you need to fill. And I don't know, this is, I, it's, it's typical John Robinson. So I don't know why I'm surprised where when he has a need, he doesn't necessarily go after that need first. Right. You know, it's, it's like when you like the shopping, a, you, you go to the grocery store and you're like, Oh, okay. I need bread and milk, bread and milk. But then you like swing by the cookie aisle and you're like, Oh man, maybe I get some cookies. You swing by produce. I could grab some apples and bananas. And then you get your milk and bread when that's really all you needed from your shopping cart run it like to begin with. So I don't know. This is, I, I, I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be, I guess. John Robinson is the kid in your college group project that waited to do his part until like an hour before the class, right? He knows what he needs to do, but he's going to wait till the absolute right minute to fill these holes in the draft that the Titans have. And I'm with Kenneth. What does this mean for Caleb Farley? I mean, to draft a cornerback in the second round, sure. You needed a depth guy after Jack rabbit walks out the door. You've got Elijah Molden for the for the nickel slot. You 
you should feel pretty great about Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton, uh, I, I do believe that he's going to be a Pro Bowl corner for this team sooner rather than later. But Roger McCreary, I mean, you're, you're kind of saying we may have missed on Farley, and this is just one year out. I, I, I don't on- know about that. I, I think it's, you know, I, while I don't think the pick was the best thing to do, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a indictment on Caleb Farley. I think it's the fact that you always need really good cornerbacks. And you need depth at that position. Yeah, and sure. you need a lot of them because, you know, who is the cornerback number three? I mean, Elijah Molden, we know what Elijah Molden does. He's a specific slot-style corner, right? But on the outside, Chris Jackson is also a specific slot corner, right? On the outside, who is the buster screen who has been in the NFL for a long time, played really nice down the stretch of last season, but that's not who you're banking your future on. So I, I do think, I, again, I don't know if if – as Chris Frazier says, J-Rob's tripping, but it's a good player. I don't know much about Roger McCreary, but I do know this. I do know that Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson is still on the board, and he was the fourth-ranked corner and 27th overall player, according to uh, Mel Kuyper Jr.'s list that I'm looking at right here. And Booth has a little more size uh, than McCreary. And McCreary McCreary was ranked 48th. You said less speed? Yeah, Booth Booth as a quad injury never really worked out. Uh, okay. Never he heard it running the forty. Booth his big knock is that he may not be fast enough to cover elite speed. So no, I, Rod, Roger McCreary is good in coverage. He's good in man coverage. We know that. That's the that's the book on him. And the Titans were kind of in a tricky spot here, right? Picking at the top of the second round, your needs are wide receiver, offensive line, tight end. Sure, maybe quarterback, whatever. Um, but at that particular spot, Christian Watson goes right in front of you. I mean, do you, do you reach on a guy like Sky Moore, Jalen Torbert from S- South Alabama, and then these O-line guys? This is a deep O-line draft. For some of these interior guys especially, they'll be around in round three. So they were in a tricky spot. Do you reach for a position of need, or do you go best available? It looks like they went best available, and it, it, more corners is, is better than less less corners, right? You'd rather have yeah. more than not enough. Yeah. And, okay, I don't know who the offensive lineman would be. At this point, uh, there's still a couple guys that I like out there. Dylan Parham from Memphis being the main one. He's kind of Kenyon Green light, right? He, with he that, with that, no, I'm talking about at 35. Same great overall. taste, oh, fewer 30, calories. Exactly. Yeah. So at, at, <laughs> at 35 overall, who is the offensive lineman you're taking? That's what I'm saying. You're reaching it. And if you, if you do it, you know, do you go tackle? Do you go the kid out of Austria and Raymond? Um, yeah. Well, and again, like he would be considered a bigger reach. According to Mel Kuyper's board, Raymond was the 51st player and uh, uh, McCreary's 48. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a bigger reach in in a project, right? Because Raymond, while you might like all the skill sets, I think McCreary's probably going to help you a lot faster than Raymond is. And so if you're going to draft an offensive lineman, that offensive lineman has to be ready to play right now. Yeah. In the second round, he damn sure better be, especially after the second rounder last year wasn't. You know, yeah. so it's fair. Does does McCreary help you right now? I think you can make a solid case that he does, especially if Farley's slow getting back. We know how these ACLs work. Titans have had to deal with a couple of them last year. Bud Dupree, Taylor Lewan started the season a little slow. Caleb Farley, he still hasn't played a snap in the NFL. Who knows what he's going to be at this level, especially after all these injuries. So the Titans could have done a lot worse. They could have drafted a running back. Brees Hall would have pissed me off. Um, Brees Hall just went to the Jets at 36. Okay, good. So Titans can't mess that up. Um, Quarterback would have been a huge mistake, in my opinion. I I think I just don't see in any world, you know, content guys, we want chaos. But we also know that the Titans winning is good for business. The Titans, by drafting a quarterback, that doesn't make them a better team next year. And really with this class, even two, three years down the road, it's hard to believe. (laughs) All right, so Chris Stress has all been out of shape in the comments. Uh, Chris, he says, this is awful. Jack, stop. You know, he's picking some DB. I want to know, who would you have rather drafted here? Because if you don't like the defensive back corner pick, that's fine. But tell me who you would rather have had here. Don't just bitch and complain about it. And so, like, while you guys, while you guys, uh, yeah, Huff, you speechless over there? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to like put my, I've, I've literally been sitting here thinking like, wh- where are the Titans at with this? Where are they thinking? And, and like, I, I'm, I've always been of the opinion 
the more talent you add to your defense and, and the, look, the Titans, like their defense is not their, their weak, weak point no, this not, season. No, maybe, maybe they're, they're, you know, their secondary depth, especially after some of the off season moves that were made. But I, I, so I, I'm never opposed to adding more talent to your defense. I'm never opposed to that. I'm just like, you know, I would have preferred an offensive move right there. I would have preferred that. But again, a, a great defense can still do just as much good for you in the NFL as, as a dominant offense, because then it's, you know, keeping guys out of the end zone is just as important as scoring in my opinion. And I feel like that's, that's lost a lot of times, you know, good offense sells tickets. I get that. But so I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to like come to terms, I guess, and figure out like, okay, I, I, I guess this is where we're going now. All right. So, um, I want to go through the comment section because I want to know who you would like, right? Chris Stress just says any O-line. Chris, that's lazy, man. Come on. You're better than that. I know you watch the show too damn much to be that lazy. We know Chris. We know Chris. He was on Tighten Up Trivia. He is. Yeah, Chris is like an actual like high school football coach. Like, I know. Chris, I mean, I, like, I, I agree. I like, I value Chris's Pretty opinion. Hilly. But you got to give me something than that, better than that. Maybe that. Maybe the Titans have driven him to the point where he's like, just give me anyone at this point. I don't maybe care so. anymore. Maybe so. So I, I want to know this. If you don't like the McCreary pick, who would you have rather them taken at 35 overall? Get Name names. Don't just say positions. Name names here uh, so we can do this. Um, uh, let's see. Some corner. Uh, Trey McBride is, is an answer there for a tight end. The draft of effing tight end crowd is coming in hard here. Try, try <laughs> <me>. <laughs> That's my favorite crowd. All right. So then I, I am seeing a lot of McBrides. I'm seeing a lot of John Mechie's. Do you guys not remember that John Mechie tore his ACL in December? Like if you think John Mechie would have been the pick at 35. That's J Rob's game, though. I know that's that's literally that's what he does, dude. Like, seriously, if you're he, like if you you've already got Robert Woods who tore his ACL in November, you're trying to just knock out every month because John Mechie tore his in December. I mean, it's just not smart. Like, you gotta if, get players who are ready. If you're gonna draft a guy who is not gonna be ready for the first month or two of the season, I think you should have gone David Ojabo, defensive end out of Michigan. He was a top 20, he was projected top 20 pick before he busted his Achilles on his pro day. Um so that could have been a best available Jeffrey Simmons type situation, but the, the, the tight end crowd, Trey McBride's a hell of a player. I mean, he really is, but there are, there are guys that I think can, you know, replicate what he did in college, maybe in the NFL, you've got Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio state. Didn't produce a lot, kind of the Dawson Knox effects, Dawson Knox effect up there when they with Olave and Wilson and then Smith and Jigba kind of like Dawson Knox had AJ and DK in college. Didn't get a lot of production, but we see what he's done in the NFL. Jelani Woods out of Virginia, freak, 6'7", 250. The guy's LeBron James wearing pads. Um, so there are a couple of guys out there that you can get that aren't McBride that are still going to help you. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to read some more comments. Um, uh, no picket. Uh, he's gone. He's uh, not pickings, he says. Uh, Farley wasn't ready in the first round. EA, like we have to remember, like last year's first round pick for the Titans was a completely different, different situation than where the Titans are at right now. Like last year, they could afford to take a flyer on a guy who dropped because of injuries, and well, he tore his ACL in October. So for and, all the John Mechie people, you want to go Caleb Farley October, Robert <laughs> Woods November, and John Mechie in December. Just to, I mean, who tore theirs in January? Jamison Williams is a Detroit Lion, so you and can't it was, go there. Wasn't an ACL, but there was uh, Jeffrey Simmons injury, right? When Jeffrey before... Simmons was an ACL. Uh, in January of his draft class. Yeah. So it's like, look, you know how like uh, a lot of teenagers keep like nudie magazines underneath their mattress. John Robinson keeps just a magazine of like torn ACLs, like underneath his mattress. And he's just like sneaks it out whenever his parents are out of the room. He's uh, definitely so, got that knee structure that they have in the doctor's office with all the ligaments. He definitely plays yeah. with that. Like before he holds he it up to, to the light and he's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, Jack, how much do you know about Roger McCreary? I don't know a lot, Austin. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I'm reading. I've got his draft profile pulled up. Five uh, eleven, 190 pounds. He's got decent size at corner. The he's good in the pass game. He, in, in press man, they like what he can do. 
Um, he's got quickness, apparently. I don't have his 40 time on, on my hand. That Auburn defense was decent, by the way, under Derek Mason, who sure. left for a lateral move, if you even call it a lateral move, um, after the situation kind of turned sour up there. I'm seeing that he can play inside and outside. Look, I'm not a draft expert on, on Roger McCreary. But if he, you know, if he provides versatility in the secondary, he can come inside, he can go outside. You know, worst case, he, he's not just there for when Farley can't go or is off the field. He can fill in for Molden if he's having troubles or he catches a nick during the season. Yeah. And so, again, what I'm reading off of the draft network, Huff, Huff's got the giggles. I'm sorry. The, the chat is cracking me up. Uh, the, uh, where, uh, who was the centerfold of this month's ACL tear magazine? <laughs> uh, it's coming. It's, there's going to be one that he takes in this draft. I guarantee. I, I did. Uh, so th the best game that uh, McCreary had was Alabama. So that's good, right? <laughs> that's it's good that he had his best game against, uh, you know, Jamison Williams and uh, John Mechie because they right. they were healthy at that point in that offense at Alabama. So. Uh, so ball skills, he demonstrates very good ball skills when he's, when he's a competitive player who works really hard to close separation. He is ball hungry and really wants to get his hands on the football tackling. He's a good tackle in the run game and passing game because he's always in close coverage. Uh, he limits extra yards after the catch. His ability to tackle projects well for him playing in the slot versatility. He has true versatility aligns outside has done exceptionally well there. However, his skill set suggests he can play inside as well. He has safety in his background. That's interesting, right? Competitive toughness. Displays very good competitive toughness that is required for the position, especially competitive in close separation in college. Shows his physical and tackler, right? Uh, so uh, run defending, the safety in the background helps that. Football IQ, good football IQ, has good instincts in zone as well. So we're seeing a lot of really – I'm just reading from the draft network. Sounds like he does but, everything well. Yes, and and so their consensus is that he's a second round value, and so well, and and let's not let's not understate like the type of person that he is. If he wowed them on like a visit or a workout, like the Titans value that more than I think a lot of teams do is like the character and like if Mike Vrabel can see him fitting into the locker room, you won't see them going outside of that at a lot of times. And maybe the few times that they do is you get an Isaiah Wilson, but I think that the, what kind of person you are as a human and he, they must really like him. And that must have may have outweighed some areas where they maybe think that they can coach up. I don't know, but yeah, and real quick on that. Cause I was at the, uh, Traylon Burks, uh, press conference there, Jack for you. Uh, Mike Vrabel brought this up that Traylon Burks, had a really, really bad first impression with the Titans at the combine. Real, and, really? Yeah. And so it was in 18 minutes and, and Vrabel mentioned that in a couple press conferences ago where he said, you know, we, we had some guys that we didn't like their first impression at the combine, but we brought them in for visits and they was much better the second time around. That was Traylon Burks. And I thought it was really interesting of them talking about that. Uh, and, you know, John Robinson mentioned how much, he liked seeing Traylon Burks being appreciative of the second opportunity to come in the Titans organization and visit uh, as a top 30 visit at the facility and walk around there. And I asked, I asked Burks, I said, you know, what about did you want a second shot at? He just said that he wasn't prepared for the interview and he wasn't himself. And there was a lot of questions flying around and he kind of got a little bit like out of his sorts. And so it just wasn't a good 18 minutes at the combine with the Titans, but was really eager to get that second impression. And so if McCreary is that same type of hard nosed mentality type of guy that it seems like Burks is, uh, but they, I mean, I, I do, uh, I do think I, I agree with that, that opinion there. Huff. That's, that's good stuff you have on Burks there. And I want to go to the comments. I, I, I agree with what Nick says here. It feels like a Monty Rice pick. You remember a year ago, the Titans knew what they had at linebacker. They knew that, you know, Jayon Brown and Rashawn Evans were probably on the last year of their deals, right? That, that fifth year wasn't going to get taken. Um, now, it's a little bit different situation with young cornerbacks. But at the same time, any at any point, it wouldn't surprise anybody for Caleb Farley to prove that, you know, maybe he's not the guy that the Titans thought he was when they drafted him. So I, I agree with the Monty Rice idea because – at the time when Monty Rice was picked, Titans fans were, who the hell is this guy? Why are they drafting an inside linebacker? We already have enough. 
the Titans already have enough corners. People are pissed. They don't know who he is. But just because he wasn't on our draft radar doesn't mean that he's a bad player. I mean, not knowing about a player is fine. Let's not call it a bad pick just because we don't really know a ton on the guy. I mean, we're going to wait and see. And by uh, probably in 24 hours, we're going to know a whole lot more than we do now on McCreary. But it, it does feel kind of like that where we didn't see this coming. This kind of shocks us. It's not a position of desperate need, but it's a position that needed to be addressed at some point. So uh, it, let's let's pump the brakes on the McCreary judgment, and we're, we're going to wait and see. Uh, adding a secondary piece, especially a young one, and apparently a fast one, is always good when you've got all these quarterbacks in the AFC now. Yeah, and it's important to point out that, you know, like it's it's very easy for us to be like, what the hell are they doing? Especially after last night. I get that. I understand it. But it's like it's also important to realize like what this uh, what what this this team has done, what this front office has done. I mean, and Braden Gall pointed out on Twitter: six straight winning seasons, mm -hmm. two division titles, and an AFC title run. Like over the last three years, like pretty pretty damn good. I think they know what they're doing. I'm gonna I'll admit, hand raised, they know what they're doing more than I know what I, what, what they're That's doing. What you would hope, right? <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I do hope that, and yeah, they've missed on some people, but literally every team in the NFL has missed on some people in that same amount of time. So I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, look, the, the Titans have built a winning culture. Whoever they bring in is going to work their ass off and, and fit that mold that the Titans have established. And there's going to be expectations of that player. And I think they're, they're going to live up to it. So, yeah, I may not get it. I may not understand the pick, but this team knows what they're doing. Like they they're they know how to win games and they know how to get good players in the building. And so I I, I think it's just you gotta gotta kind of ride the wave. Yeah, and I, I'm looking. Roger McCreary is, is uh, on a Zoom with Titans media now. He's saying that he can play the nickel, he can play corner, he can play zone, he can play man. Beautiful. Um, and that, you know, what do you know? He's one of the Titans' top 30 visit guys. And so uh, if you watch, um, if you know, if you watch what the Titans like to do, they like to pick guys that they know. Um, so I think that's a, you know, you just have to, this is a, this is a pick we got to trust the Titans' process. And actually, Jack, I, I really like the Monty Rice thought and comparison. Mm -hmm. And also, let's remember this. 35th pick is a bonus pick. Like this was not something the Titans had to rely upon going into the draft. This was a part of the AJ Brown trade as much as that hurts. And we talked about that off the top of this show quite a bit with the new information about AJ demanding 80 million guaranteed from the Titans and then shutting down conversations and asking for a trade three weeks ago. But you know, thir pick 35 was not in the plans. It's a bonus pick. So why not go get a player that's maybe not a need right now, but a good player. Yeah. At a and and every every training camp, you always see like the old uh, football coach in the sideline at training camp go, oh, you know what? You never have enough corners. You know, and there's always that one guy that says that. <laughs> yeah, I you can never have guy. enough corners. I love that guy. <laughs> and just look at the highest paid guys on defense in the NFL. It's your edge rushers, and then right behind them, it's your cornerbacks, your top flight corners. Why? Because it's a pass heavy league now. Yeah. So yes, right. you're right. You can't have too many corners it's impossible so to find a guy early i mean if you wait to the back end of this draft and by the way chat the titans have eight more picks right eight more picks to go there's plenty of time to address these positions of need they'll do it they'll get to it i promise you we need to take a deep breath from what happened last night we got to flush it it's a new day let's let's come in here with a, a clean attitude okay a lot of people are just down on everything everything mm -hmm. sucks the world sucks let's let's get rid of that mccreary I, I think it makes a lot of sense because I mean, honestly, like as I'm looking at the board, there's not, the, there was not an obvious offensive lineman there. There's not an obvious no, tight end right. there. Plus right. you still have pick 69 and pick 90 in the third round to fill both of those needs. And what, what we both said, I, I think all three of us, I know Jack said this for sure. Huff, I'm not sure about you, but what Jack and I mentioned Thursday morning is, we would rather the Titans reach on wide receiver early and wait on an offensive lineman at pick 90. So if you guys went into the draft okay with wide receiver at in the first round and offensive lineman at pick 90, then why are you pissed off about a, 
a, a good corner at 35 when you can still get what you're okay with at pick 90. I, w- I want to ask this question because that's a great, that's a great point, by the way. People who want to draft an offensive lineman there, a, a tackle, right? Because you have Dylan Radens, you really don't know what he's going to be. Well, wouldn't the cornerback, the cornerback on the on the Titans roster, wouldn't that be an equally large question mark? Because you haven't seen Caleb Farley. Yeah, he's supposed to be a starter. He was drafted in the first round. You haven't seen Dylan Radens at right tackle. I mean, if you want to tackle and you're saying you don't like a corner, that makes no sense. It, the Titans need one of each, the same amount. So you, you can't right. have it one way and not the other. The Titans hole at right tackle, it, that's just as big as the questions that they have at cornerback. It doesn't, it, it, it's not one or the other. They, they need one of each. Yeah, and you and get so, the best available. Yeah, you get the best available, like uh, when, when they're available. And so McCreary obviously was better to them than any offensive lineman that they had on the board. And I agree with that based on the, 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 the uh, board there. And Kenneth is absolutely correct. And uh, Luke Warsham actually said this at the facility. Uh, they lost the wide receiver. Wide receiver yeah. still a need. Like mm-hmm. just like they went in with they have the same need at wide receiver that they had yesterday at six forty five Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree there, Kenneth. Naderade twenty three on YouTube says, "Guess we missed on Farley too." LOL. <laughs> no, guys, like come on. Like you, long night. How many corners, <laughs> Jack? Jack, what? What? Uh, what personnel grouping did the Titans lead the NFL in last year? Jack? Dime. They, dime. They ran... How many? How many defensive backs are on the field in dime? What's that? Seven. Six. Six. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I knew it when I wrote it. Either way, they ran dime seventeen percent of the time. I mean, that's just behind their base defense. That's just behind the three-three-five that they like to run. Yeah. So, if you like to run a certain defense, and I think everyone would agree in the chat. The defense worked last year. The defense was a strong point. If you want to continue running what they did, which worked last season, you've got to have the personnel to do that again. Yeah. So adding a cornerback here, when you lost one in Jackrabbit, and I know people weren't happy with Jackrabbit, which is, makes this even more confusing why we're so anti-corner here. This is this is a move for Shane Bowen to be comfortable on the uh, calling defenses. He wants to run the same packages that worked last year. He's got to have the guys who are capable of doing it McCreary fits in in that in that in that instance. The, the Titans are in the Super Bowl three years ago if they have the depth in the secondary. Like you don't, you it can never be understated enough just how important depth is at that position, especially when the Titans run dime as much as they do. You know, like it's you need bodies, and the Titans clearly felt that they need a body, and they felt like the the one available was the best guy that they had on their draft board, so they took so- him. <clears throat> so Daniel, Daniel Lee Lewis says, okay, Jack is selling it to him. That's go, good. Daniel. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Jack. There hey. they come. They're coming. Give them time. Great, great review. Subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oiler uh, Titan says McCree is a very good cornerback. Love the pick. So, cause a lot, I'm seeing a lot of people say you should have gone wide receiver there. I, I, I'm curious. How would everybody feel about double wide receiver, two wide receivers in the top 35 picks? One, I don't think there was the obvious wide receiver there. Let's remember, Christian Watson went 34 to the Packers right before uh, McCree went. So, and everybody says George Pickens, George Pickens, George Pickens. Uh oh. George Pickens, from what we've talked about, feels like he might have a little Doriel Green Beckham in him, in the fact that he has been. Uh, coddled some and been catered to a lot in his life. And that doesn't bode well at times in the NFL. I think George Pickens is an absolute stud athlete uh, and a better athlete than DGB because DGB was a little too thick. Uh, if you know what I mean? Oh, I well, know that goes mean. back. That goes back to like our, these in in-house meetings that they have with these players. Like they vet these guys so much and they, maybe they picked up on that. Maybe they said, man, he's, he's a hell of an athlete, but, we can't we can't roll the dice with with someone like that again. Yeah, what, Austin, so, you're not comfortable with rolling the dice on a Georgia Bulldog with red flags. You don't want to do that I, again. <laughs> sound fun to you? But I, you know, well, they they. I mean, Jack, you pointed this out, and we were talking about it in the media room this afternoon of Sam Pittman glowing on three HL about Traylon Burks. Better be Sam that. Pittman, the Arkansas head coach, former Georgia offensive line coach. If you know where I'm going, was absolutely glowing about Traylon Burks on three HL this afternoon. Uh, and 
Uh, that happened when the Titans drafted Isaiah Wilson. Sam Pittman did the same type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll make my I'll make my judgment on George Pickens after I hear his mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if if Sam Pittman, if Traylon Burks comes in here, and guys, he's not the type of guy. He, he he seems like he keeps a low profile. He like he's a country boy, likes to hunt fish and slaughter hogs with his bare hands. I, I don't think that he's going to have these issues. But if he does. John Robinson has to cut Sam Pittman off completely. I mean, totally and completely because of how bad Isaiah Wilson was. If Sam Pittman didn't tell the full story on Traylon Burks, which I'm not saying that he didn't. I think Traylon Burks is a great pick. I wanted him before they took him. Then Sam Pittman has to go. He's got to go. Nobody can draft another player that Sam Pittman coaches from here on out. Is that well, fair or too harsh? Uh, Tough but yeah, fair. No. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And that's the kind of fair analysis that you get from the Titan Up podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe, four and a half stars for us, half star for Buck. Yes. <laughs> All right, so the Titans are uh, are pick 42. The, the Seattle Seahawks went and got another running back, Kenneth Walker, out of Michigan State. You like that pick, Jack? He was great last year at Michigan State. He was a Heisman contender for the good for a good portion of the season. Yeah, he really was. I mean, I think if you're going running back in this draft, Kenneth Walker is the move. Wait, who who got Kenneth Walker? The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, okay. I, gosh, oh, well, I saw the Colts. Because... The Colts are on the clock now, and I was like, damn, if they got freaking Kenneth Walker. That would be a waste for the Colts. Well, I know, but and Jonathan Taylor, it's like, damn, that backfield would be, would be disgusting. So right. Go Indy, ahead, Indy goes receiver here, right? They, they, they ought to. Yes, they have to. Right. So they probably get George Pickens would be my guess. I don't know. Who's the next. Who's the top. That, wide that receiver would be left? Uh, the top. I mean, there's Sky Moore uh, Sky could Moore. be an option. Jalen Torbert from South Jaylen Alabama. Tolbert, South Alabama is a good player. John Mechie still up there. Calvin Austin, the third from Memphis. He'll probably go later in the third, though. He's really small. He's got a lot of speed. Um, but really, I mean, after those guys, it's I mean, it's special teamers. Yeah, so, right. You know, the well's kind of running a little dry at wide receiver. So if you want, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I don't think it's running dry. I just think you're getting into a spot where there's clusters, right? Like there was obviously a cluster of top six guys because six guys went in the first 18 picks. Really, they went from 10 to 18, six wide receivers, which was kind of crazy. Then it's the Christian Watson and the Colts, by the way, just traded the pick um, to the Vikings who are coming up. So we can wait on that. Uh, but I, I think we're we're in a weird spot of wide receivers where there's not the you're not in a deep cluster, so there might not be a run on wide receivers for another few picks, which is great for the Titans because the Titans are what 27 picks away from their spot in the third round. Tyree says Velas Jones Jr. is not a special teamer. He 100 is a special teamer. Uh, that that's what he translates to at the next level. He's gonna he's gonna make his money in his rookie season on special teams. If a team needs him to fill in that slot role, that guy that can take the top off the defense, he'll do it. But uh, I've heard it said time and time again, he hasn't had two productive seasons in college. And the dude's 25. I mean, he's old as me. So it's uh, – Vilas Jones Jr. is not a starter, a day one He's starter. 24 and you're 26. So I don't and, know how he's as old as you are. We're all just but, big kids. <laughs> are we Are we surprised? Jack's lying about his age. Uh, typical Jack always lying about his age. Uh, are we surprised? I'll lie about it. Are we surprised at how much these quarterbacks have dropped? Like kind of. nobody's like getting within a 10 foot pole of these guys. Yeah. I like, I would have expected like at least a good chunk of them to be gone by now, but there's, there's still plenty of quarterbacks left and we're, we're getting deep into the second round. Like, this kind of almost like reaffirms the idea of the Titans not, you know, I mean, being one of those teams to stay away from them, right? Yeah, I mean, I the, it, no quarterback, do not do that. Like you, well, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm curious to see how that ends up going because once they tumble, they tumble far. Oh yeah, because right. everybody has now passed on the quarterback. Yeah, Some teams twice. A if lot you're of Steelers. Twice. If you're the Steelers right now, are you like? Man, I sure hope somebody takes a quarterback. I thought this class was a little better than everyone else did. Yeah, I'm, I think you look stupid. Kenny Pickett. The Seahawks just told the world, we, we'll, we'll take a running back and take <laughs> our chances with Drew Locke than one of these quarterbacks. 
Great yeah. point. Pretty interesting. A to Z sports here live during the second round of the NFL draft uh, about to be 10 picks into the second round. The Titans uh, did go with Roger McCreary guys. I've got a video of Roger McCreary who played Ooh. corner at Auburn, giving his scouting report on Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> teammate. How about All right. That? Little so, early SEC, camp battle. Yeah. Former SEC West foes now teammates, top 35 picks in uh, in the NFL draft for the Tennessee Titans. So I'll play that video and I have not heard this yet. So I don't know if this is good, bad or whatever. I'm just going to let it fly. Movie we'll time. See what Roger McCrary says, but don't forget uh, if you are looking for a Mother's Day present, it's, it's April 29th. Let's be honest. Nobody's thought about Mother's Day gifts yet because that's typically, especially guys and guys are watching the show, usually yeah. wait too late for Mother's I'm Day. I'm actually glad you said something. Yeah. So, and look, your mom's in the Nashville area, right? So, mm-hmm. a momentspeace.com slash mom. You just go online and get her a gift card, huh? They can be a digital gift card. So, okay. if you're in Chicago and you can't get home for Mother's Day, you just email it to her and then she doesn't care because she gets a massage. That. Oh, I'm all right. What's the website? A momentspeace.com slash mom. All right. Thank you. Easy. Easy enough there. Easy enough. All right. Here is a uh, new Titans corner from Auburn. Roger McCreary on new Titans wide receiver, Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Because that guy there, like this is size. Just his size. Like he can do a lot. He's not a slow guy. He can run. He's quick. He can jump. So like going to that game, it was just great. Going against that guy, like that type of big receiver. I'm happy that I had to be against him. And after the game, we spoke and said good luck. So he's big, he's fast, he's quick and physical. I I like that. They both have the same haircut. Uh, So Roger McCreary and Traylon Burks, now teammates. Uh, You always like when you hear saying, I'm glad I'm teammates with him now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a huge compliment. And the way he was talking about Traylon Burks fires me up about him. I mean, I was happy to begin with. But to hear it from a guy who said to cover him, that's awesome. it's the it's those type of guys that I feel like cornerbacks remember the guys that can completely kill you with one move mm-hmm. and Traylon Burks can do that and I'm glad he's now here with the Titans along with Tra- uh, McBride excuse me I'm, I'm forgetting his name McCreary McCreary sorry there's so many names going through my head right now McBride <laughs> McCreary McDonald's I can't figure it out yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think this is a good time to kind of break here because we've been on for 52 minutes uh, and the Titans are still 27 27 picks away from their next pick in the third round. So A to Z Sports, our Titans draft live reaction show. We will be back as the Titans approach their third round pick. We'll talk about uh, what Ryan Tannehill has not done to yet today and maybe where the Titans go in the third round with pick 69 and then pick 90. So we will see you guys uh, later on. Lucas says he's going to hit a 420 break. Uh, so Lucas, you go do you. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to go hit a dinner break and I'll see you guys. But uh, we'll be back here shortly uh, in a little bit to catch the third uh, round of the NFL draft for the Titans two picks. Austin Huff, Jack Gentry of the Titan Podcast. We'll see you here in a little bit. Thanks, guys.